Welcome to DBPA, the Drunk Bitches Podcast. I'm Jamie. And I'm Sarah. Each episode, we pair a wine with a topic where you get more lip with each sip. So let's get started. But first, pass the wine, bitch. Welcome, DBP. We are back. <laughs> we're back in We're back. <laughs> so we're really excited to be back and uh, have a new episode for you guys. So today, we're going to talk about Mojo. Um, <laughs> mojo. I feel like Austin Powers. Yeah. Well, I mean, you did get your mojo back. So I did. Jamie, we're, Jamie got her mojo back. She's back. She's in business post-baby, and um, we're here to celebrate. So we actually have a bottle called Mojo. Oh yes, and Sarah, this is, as you will recall, from Span Vineyards from our DBP Napa trip. So much has happened since then. I wish we could go back. Do you, it was two years ago. And since then, there's been a pandemic. And you got a lot a of shit. Yeah. A lot of shit's happened. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this is the first time that we're drinking together since the baby came out. And what a good <laughs> bottle to celebrate with because at least we know we're not, it's not a surprise. We know it's going to be good. Correct. We did, we did taste this while we were there, but of course that was two years ago. And I, I'm pretty sure that Span Vineyards was like our last stop. It on was a Sonoma tour yeah. that we went on. So we probably were slightly intoxicated already. Mm-hmm. But this is also fantastic. It's a it's a red blend. It's 34% Cab Sav, 33% Malbec, 23% Syrah, and 10% Petit Verdot. So it's going to be like the kind of wine that you and I really enjoy. enjoy. So yeah. I'm oh, they only made eight barrels of this one, yeah. huh? In 2014. And I don't think they make it anymore. Yeah, I was on their website and it's like, it's pictured on their main homepage. Yeah. But then when you go to Shop Our Wines, I didn't see it either. No. I don't know. It was a pleasant surprise because this place was kind of like you said, in a little strip mall and like I wasn't expecting yeah. much. And then... That was a quiet pop. It was a quiet and pop. And it's, it's it's one of the... Oh, it's the like... synthetic corks. Yeah, it's not a real cork. But that's okay. I remember him talking about this. Oh my god! So, this is a this is a seven year old wine. So we actually got to taste with the winemaker and owner himself. Well, he's technically the cellar master and marketing director. His wife Betsy is the wine grower and winemaker. Ah, that's right. Yes. Yes. So cute. Um, this cork says "Drink Mo Betta Wine." <laughs> actually, the back of the bottle says it too. Wait, it says yeah. I'm dripping everywhere. It's like, I don't know how to pour. Is this too big of a pour? What? How much should I pour it's you? It's never too big of a pour. Okay. I feel like I could pour you more. Sure. Okay. I'm not going to say no to that. It's been too long. Glug, glug, glug. Glug, glug, glug. Yeah, drink Mobetta wine. 189 cases, handcrafted. And it also says, love our planet, recycle bottles and corks. Yeah, that's why you I You can remember... recycle corks? Well, the synthetic ones. Wait, you right? could throw that into the recycling? I believe thing? so. There's a recycling actually symbol on this cork. So I don't know I, that I've I remember, ever seen I think that. I remember him talking about that, that that's part of the reason that they did this. That's incredible. Yeah. So anyways, well, this looks beautifully dark. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, it, it smells, smells amazing. amazing. Oh. And you what guys, a better it's day. Been so long. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Ding. To having wine in both glasses. To having wine in both glasses. It's been like a year since we've had wine in both glasses. No, not a full year. I think just about. It kind of smells peppery. It's actually pretty, pretty acidic. Oh, it's good. Yeah. 
This no, is, that's really I'm surprised. Good. Oh my God. You're surprised that it's good? I, no. <laughs> I'm not surprised that it's good. I mean, I fucking bought it. I'm surprised that it is so acidic. Mm. It's like, um, like tart, like but cranberry. But it's smooth. It's not like punching you in the face kind of tart. No. It's and like it's, a, it's like a very smooth palate. And like, right. There's a lot of like dark berry on here. You know, for a wine, that's seven years. We didn't aerate this or anything. No. It's pretty drinkable off the bat. It is. And, I mean, we certainly have a platter of cheeses, lots of cheeses and stuff that Sarah put out. Easter chocolate. Easter chocolate. You can't not have Easter chocolate out here. So we are just snacking along with this. We're not eating anything major. Okay. Sorry. Now that I actually switched around my mouth Mm -hmm. and, like, my entire mouth got coated with it, Mm -hmm. I swallowed what almost a minute ago you can still feel the heat the pepperiness and just like the yeah. warmth in your mouth you can smell the pepper too yes and i th- that's got to be the syrah right yeah so i actually as we were talking about this i pulled up their little description mm-hmm. and they say that it's big and chewy on the attack and it's mouth filling with concentrated peppery flavors firm dry tannins and lingering rich finish and i, I like think it. that's a great description i do too because it definitely does linger. I mean, like I said, I'm still getting these flavors, you know, mm-hmm. covering, coating my mouth um, even minutes after. Um, um, the other thing I'd say is that this is listed for $44. It's really not bad for a Sonoma Red Powerhouse wine. That's no. good. Right. So that is, that's also really interesting. For it being Sonoma mm-hmm. and for it also being only eight barrels being made. Yeah. I mean, it's not a lot of wine. Well, it's do you just, think small part production. of that is because his... Sto- so a lot of these big wineries have these, like, in Napa and Sonoma have these, like, beautiful tasting rooms. Yes, and, they do. You know, they have the ambiance and all that. His place didn't really have that. It was cute, and it was like... We came in the back door. Do you remember? Yeah, it was, it was like, in a strip mall. Mm-hmm. It, you would, you know, miss it if you were driving by, potentially. Mm-hmm. It was very quaint on the inside. You know, neat, well done, but nothing grand, nothing. So, do you, I very kind of unassuming. feel right that some of the money in these price in these bottles that you see from these other wineries have a lot to do with the money they need to put into. Oh, you sure, know, the like ambience. the renovations that they've made exactly. because a lot of a lot of places have like redone their tasting rooms. I mm-hmm. think you know over the span of the last what like decade even like five years Mm -hmm. I think they've tried to expand the tasting rooms and to make them you know hang out all day long um also like this sounds really dumb when you and I were just talking about this for like our homes but landscaping Uh uh-huh I mean sure you have the vines Mm -hmm. and all of that but they also spend a lot of money making the exterior look really beautiful and inviting exactly and you know Little like hanging out on picnics and things like that. Like back when I went to Oregon, was that last? no two years ago? Was that also two years ago? Yeah, I think you went the same year. Yeah, um, but back when I went there, like I remember going to Stoller, and it was just like as far as you can see, that was like Stoller land. But they had blankets that you could use. They had all these chairs, and they had all these picnic tables that people were like moving and like setting up mm-hmm. shop basically for the day, yeah. like. I think that's what they all want to do. So I I believe that you're right. I believe that when we see more expensive bottles coming from these other places, 
it's to it's to accommodate that. Yeah. I I I totally agree. Um I <laughs> sorry, this squirrel is like totally distracting. <laughs> we're we're sitting in my house. So that's the other thing. We haven't we haven't recorded inside. No. In ages. Inside together. Yeah. Because we, of course, did inside via Zoom. Yeah. For... Which, I mean, it is a beautiful day out. We could we could actually be enjoying outside. The birds would be a little loud. The birds would be loud. And Although your, na- your neighbors with their lawnmowers. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> that hasn't begun yet. No, it hasn't. But, you know, we had to take advantage of being able to oh, just so nice. have a normal podcast experience. A no- <laughs> Takes us back. Mm-hmm. Again, we're getting our mojo back. We're getting things going. We're getting things going. We're getting our mojo back. So, yeah. What else about this wine? Okay. So, I want to talk about your mojo. Oh, all right. Well, the wine, it's Sonoma County. Mm-hmm. So, they have, I was reading up on them. They actually, their vineyard is for, is in Glen Ellen, which I was not really particularly familiar with. I think they have some vineyards across different sites, um, sort of spanning different AVAs, but it, uh-huh. they kind of market it as more, the more, broad AVA of Sonoma County. Mm-hmm. I know that they had like El Dorado County. That was something that was actually I found in the description of how they came into. So, okay, let me bring it back. So there's Peter and Betsy Span. And we, like you said, met Peter. And he is the cellar master and marketing director. But his wife, like I said, is the wine grower and winemaker. And she actually has an interesting story, I thought. She moved to Bordeaux like when she was in high school. Or earlier. Could you but imagine? No. She like she moved with her family there. And I wonder what, like, what took her there. I don't know if her parents parents were like yeah. professors or I, whatever. God, I have no idea. Yeah. But so that's where she became really interested in southwestern France, like wine and cheese at that age. Right. And then she came back to California. I gather she was originally from there, where she went to college and she all started working in a wine shop. Fast forward, she started her own wine shop where she featured a lot of like local stuff, which I think is amazing because I feel like more recently that's been a huge goal of a lot of these smaller wine shops is like Mm -hmm. to feature local and like Mm -hmm. really push that and encourage that. So she opened her own wine shop in El Dorado County. And that is, I think, also where Span Vineyards has many vineyard sites themselves based on just kind of like the bottles that they have in their shop online. She sold the store, became a wine broker found her way to Texas, and that, I guess, is where she met Peter. And he he also loves French wines. One of the things that I really liked about reading about these two, um, their history and kind of, you know, their preferences, you can tell that a ton by the grapes that they grow and the wines that they make because they really do focus on those Bordeaux varietals and even, like, the Rhone varietals, too. Because I believe, like, with Syrah, like, oh yeah, right? GSM's Northern Southern, oh, yeah. All that Chate- Chateauneufs and Hermitage. Oh yeah, we mm. just bought two bottles of Hermitage. Mm. Yeah, and you know, I I remember Peter talking about the French influence and the European influence they had on the wine and how they really were modeling after, you know, the French style of making wine. Yeah, and you know, my husband is <laughs> a little bit of a French wine snob. Really. Days. Yeah. Really into the French wines. Really into the French wines. Um, so we drink a lot of it in this house, which I don't have any objection to. I love French wine. You know, I do like to expand beyond French wine, obviously. I have other favorites as well, but... Broaden your horizon, Adam. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Well, a little bit. Sometimes. 
Um, but no, we enjoy, you know, Oregon Pinots mm-hmm. and Portuguese and obviously California, but predominantly we have a lot of French wine in this house. And so I enjoy drinking French wine. And like, I think, I think, you know, it is such a well-balanced type of style. Whereas like a lot of Sonoma Napa can be sometimes jammy in your face. Sometimes. Totally. I 100% agree with you. And I think that is something that has to do with in France, there are a lot of blends. And so with the yeah. blends, you have more power as a winemaker to just really kind of cultivate and make this make this flavor profile mm-hmm. that you really are looking for. And so you aren't beholden to, you know, it has to be 100% Napa Cabernet Sauvignon, right. you know? I mean, a lot of people like to make wines that are 100% varietal. It's more rare, for sure. Yeah, You'll generally see a little bit of blend, but I think that that is why French wines you know, are really so great and so drinkable because they have these blends to really kind of create this mouthfeel and this experience for yeah, the, the drinker. For sure. Um, I got to say, though, I'm not a huge Bordeaux fan. No? I feel like... Is it because say, sometimes it's Merlot heavy? I think that it's because to have a really good Bordeaux, it has to be a pretty expensive bottle. Mm. And a lot of the Bordeaux, you know, that you might buy that might be mid-range are just kind of leave you disappointing so i feel like with french wine you can get so much better quality for like the cote de and you know like the hermitages and even chateauneuf de pop you can get better quality oh cdp for sure even trader joe's has cdp that's like i think 36 bucks maybe okay which i think is pretty reasonable Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so other really cool thing about span vineyards i don't know if you remember this but when i hopped on their website it immediately flooded back they go on wine trips every year Mm -hmm. with the exception of the past year and this year so they postponed the trip they were supposed to take last year to next year but they do like these huge like i think it's like one to two weeks long in europe generally and it's a whole wine experience. Oh my God, how amazing would that be? That would be the ultimate DVP trip, Jamie. I would love that shit. I am. And they do you, like cruises like, too. That should be our like. I don't know. We should be working towards that as like our oh, we DVP. Will. I mean, we will. It, it might be a little while before I'm willing to leave my baby for like a week. Oh yeah, I agree. She's got to be off the boob. I think. I think it's gonna be. I think it'll be a little bit of time. But I think that's the culmination of. I don't know. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> we can still do some domestic wine travels. We can, yes. Before that, but but yes. Lord knows that, like, I don't think the, I don't think international travel is the easiest thing these days. So no. I'm all for like domestic wine trip or wine, oh, wine tripping. Wait. In the meantime, I can't but wait. they also have that they can. Um, I believe they can. They can ship this to you. Yes, they have. They can, can they ship? ship it to you. They have chocolate and wine pairings, which is like so oh, interesting. But we did that. Do you remember? We did it there. I do remember, and the chocolate was really good. But they're actually shipping this, and I find that very unique because we've seen during COVID so many things where it's like people have now resorted to a lot of yep. wine tastings on Zoom and stuff like that. Oh yeah, which I think is actually nice that you have that option now um, because there's so many things that you can do like wine tastings in places you probably never would have done that oh, they're yeah. offering it on zoom so that's it's cool um but i haven't seen like wine and chocolate that's being sent to you yeah to you. i don't i don't think i have i mean i've seen hmm i don't know i think jessup is doing something similar 
Another one of my favorites. I know. I know. We could have drank that too. But the Mojo one is just so perfect. It is. And I've been like eyeing this on my shelf for a long time since our trip. Yeah. And waiting for when we can revisit one of our wonderful wines from our trip together. Because that was magical, Sarah. It was. It was so good. It was so much fun. Oh, God. To go back. And now one of my really good friends lives in uh, SF. (gasps) That's right. Yeah. I have more reason to go back. Um, yeah, and I feel like she would probably join you in wine country. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anyways. Um, the uh, Okay, so then the final thing I'll say about Span Vineyards is their philosophy. And so it says here, they strive to create food-friendly and unique wines that are memorable and blend seamlessly into the occasion. So memorable in their purity, authenticity, distinctiveness, and enjoyment – Seamless in how they integrate into the setting, whether it be with friends on the patio or accompanying a formal dinner. Whatever the time or place, Span Vineyards will linger pleasurably on your palate and in your memory. Ah, so um, true. It does. And you know what so else true. I liked about them? It was a very, like, no-frills type of thing. And yeah, and really just it's fun to just have, like... Didn't you just feel comfortable? Yes. Like, one of the owners there, you didn't feel like... You know, sometimes in Napa, you're kind of like... Granted, he had a, yeah, he did have a PowerPoint presentation that he displayed, but I still, I would, I I thoroughly enjoy a PowerPoint presentation, so. It was good. Yes. It was really good. You learned a lot and like you were comfortable and like. But he immediately like was joking around with people as he was walking around, Mm -hmm. like pouring wines and everything, like really trying to get to know each of us, you know, when we were set up, like really wanted to make sure that everyone felt like comfortable. Where as opposed to some of those other like Serious. bigger wineries, yeah. like you're just but one of hundreds and they kind of don't really I don't want to say that yeah. they don't care, but there are a lot of places where they don't care. They'll give you your wine. They will make sure that you're happy, but they don't really want to know your story exactly. or why you're here. Exactly. And so this is just like the extra mile, like that extra touch and Well that's yeah. some of the benefit of going to a smaller place. Um, I also really enjoyed some of their, um, besides Mojo, some of their uh, wine oh, names. Please share. Like S&M. <laughs> yes. Get it? Syrah and Malbec. Wait, oh, didn't is that he, what you thought? But didn't he, wait, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, Sarah. Didn't he have like a leather studded yes, cuff around the neck around of the bottle? It. it was awesome. <laughs> yes. Oh, shit. Yeah. No, they've got so many like fun little names. Yin Yang, like... Just, oh, so I mean, good. all sorts of things. So I really enjoyed um, Betsy's Backacre Red. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. That's a huge blend. So I wonder, because that actually, well, that has more varietals in it than the Mojo, but they don't make the Mojo anymore. At least from their website. I don't know. Maybe, um, maybe Span will respond to this podcast and tell us that they're actually going to be making it. I'm not sure. But yeah, it's not on the website that you can purchase it. Peter or Betsy, let us know what's going on. Yeah. So we are um, interested to know. Yeah, they also had a Primitivo. I like Primitivo, oh, yes. which is basically the Italian Zen. version of Zen. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Lots of uh lots of good stuff going on there. We got to taste through and eat some delicious chocolate. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So yeah. Very good. Um good time. Sarah, do you prefer Napa or Sonoma? Mm. It's a hard question right i feel like people generally feel very strongly one way or another. i actually like both for mm-hmm. different reasons what are they so like for napa i feel like napa has just such a like 
you know, when you think of like the big wines, you think of Napa, right? So like we went to Joseph Phelps and that, that experience was just bar none. Like it was, I mean, the view, the the view and, and that was right before we left, right? Mm -hmm. It was like a perfect ending. Yeah. And so there's like wineries in Napa that like you see. It was also 1030 in the morning, if I'm not mistaken. It was early, but I don't think we cared at that point. Um, but, you know, like Via Dares in Napa, that's oh. like one of my favorites. Like next time we have to go there. Um, I, we were we were trying to get trying in, to but get I there, don't think yeah. we could. There is something about Napa that is just magical in the sense that like there's these big wineries that you drink the wine, you know about it, and like you get to go there. Yeah. So it's like it's like Disney World, right? Okay. I mean, Sonoma is like the Disneyland. I feel like Sonoma has more charm. Okay. Sonoma, like, don't you agree that, like, going to Sonoma, we had more, like, one-on-one experiences with winemakers and... Yes. And more... You see smaller vineyards. It's less, like I said, less frills, but still very good quality wine. I have not spent a lot of time in Sonoma. I think, Mm -hmm. like, when I was there with my mom before... We were really in Napa, but in Sonoma, I don't know if it was just like the tour that we went on, but we went to what, three different, it was like much smaller wineries, like Peter Sellers, um, Little Vineyards, Little Vineyards. They had a really good Syrah (laughs) and then Span. So they were smaller ones, but I know that there are like some much bigger, I mean, Russian River Valley is there. So there are much bigger wineries that I think we could find those like more bridge the the difference between like the big Napa ones and yeah no I agree I just think there's a lot more of that in Sonoma than Napa yeah I think in Napa is very much like your big wineries like maybe not Jessup's not one of those you know Um, oh they're no but they're I mean they're very nice boutique oh god one of my favorite (laughs) Napa wines you know uh but yeah whereas Sonoma you see I mean when I've been to Sonoma in the past I've gone to places like that too yeah where it's kind of just, you know, not mom and pop, but almost. But almost. Know? Yeah. Well, and again, it's like, I, when when we say like mom and pop, it's not meant to be like a putting it down. I think it just really mm-hmm. kind of catches the ambiance and the, the overall feel and vibe that you get from those places. So, yeah. Yeah. And while they're close together, they're so far apart at the same time. It's interesting, right? Sonoma versus Napa. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then Carneros is shared by mm-hmm. Napa and Sonoma. Mm-hmm. And Carneros, I will just say, is one of my favorite places for wines, specifically for Chardonnay and for Pinot Noir. And that's because it's a cooler. it's a cool little pocket yeah. that just sits in between the two. Pinot's much better in a cooler climate. Oh I'm, yeah, you know me. Napa well, Pinot is not something I want to. And you know me with, with Chardonnay yeah. and typically Napa Chardonnay. It's overly exactly. oaked and it's gross to me. That is not a way to win me over. In fact, that's a way to like push me away. <laughs> if I see a Chardonnay that's from Carneros, yeah, I'll drink that. So Stringer Cellars, where's their Chardonnay from? Because there's a Santa it. Rita Hills, and um, I think they have a new. I have a bottle of their Chardonnay in my wine fridge right now. Do you? Well, they their Chardonnay I did like. I was actually just that's on their website because I wanted to look at their uh, Syrah. I know you enjoyed it. Yes. I'm obviously. They have, they have a new release. So I'm. On a Syrah. I kit. need to. Um, maybe we should uh, join forces and pay less shipping. Um, yeah. Let's do that. <laughs> um, I'm just checking. Now I'm curious. Linda Vista Vineyard. Oh, okay. Oak Knoll District. Oh, so that's newer. 
Because they originally were using Santa Rita Hills okay. as the uh, source for the Chardonnay grapes, but now it's Oak Knoll District of Napa, which is um, OKD is is pretty well respected across yeah, the board. It's some good stuff, but I think I'm with you. Buena Vista, which I've told you guys all about before, and it's the first. Um, That's in Sonoma, right? It is. Yeah, and so that was. I mean, I love that. place and they're big and they're beautiful and they have like a whole castle like kind of looking thing and they make so many different wines it's amazing I would never discount Sonoma I would never discount Napa because I think you're right they have they each have something special that they offer and to me I think that makes us good wine drinkers (laughs) because we're not like snobby about we're not snobby about it Mm -hmm. and you know it's like we're open to it do you think you can get more wine for your money in sonoma yeah i do actually because i think the name napa just carries it carries carries so so much much. yeah whether it's it's actually earned or not yeah uh, you know you're napa and like your prices and that's what i'm saying this is 44 dollars. this is such a good bottle oh yeah for 44 dollars for sonoma napa whatever totally you know like just you saw some of the prices of, like, Phelps, for example. Wow. Like, the prices there, I mean. Yeah. I mean, I was just on their website because I won't lie. I was just looking at Insignia. I knew, I knew, you, I knew that. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the one thing that. But, you know, my mom has a bottle, and she didn't know how much it was. Wait, stop. But, so I'm in my mom's wine cellar, and she, like, pulls it out. She's like, oh, then there's this. And I'm like, mom, that's, that's just a Phelps Insignia. That's, like, a $200 bottle of wine. Plus. Yeah. She's like, oh my sure? God, now I want to know what vintage. Like, I think I sent you a picture. I think and she you probably was like, did are too. you sure? And I was like, yeah. someone like gave it to her or something like that. Well, my sister-in-law also has a bottle. Like her husband got, like it was gifted to him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, like he pulled it out one time and I was just like, damn. I mean, if I was here when you opened that bottle. Yes. Like, but you also should probably just save that so it's the two of you and just like polish that bottle off. Well, you know, we have a bottle of Dom Perignon. Oh, you do? Yeah. Is it vintage or not? It was given to Adam. <gasps> oh, okay. Yes, I do. Now um, I know. Yep. And so it's still it's the place still, that shall not be named. Yes, it was a very nice gesture at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's sitting there. I don't like sparkling, so it's a waste on me. And you know, Adam's not. Well, if you sparkling. open it while I'm here, no. <laughs> exactly. We got to find someone. I mean, there's got to be a reason to. Open I got it. a little tipsy on some sparkling yesterday. Sparkling does that to you. It's the bubbles. No, I think it was just because. Well, it's both. It's a lot of things. It's a lot of things. It's a lot of. Things. It's a lot. I. There's a lot going on. We 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 should talk about your mojo. Okay. So you're back. I'm back. How, I mean, how I has had a baby. Been going. You had a baby. I had like, a baby. That like, is like a huge life changing event. Yes. Like probably the biggest in your life. Oh, we also bought a house. You did. And moved two days before I went into labor. Yes. So it was a pretty stressful time. But tell them how close you are now. To you? Yeah. I, like I walked here. It's it was awesome. incredible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't have to worry about driving these days. <laughs> or Ubering. Or Ubering. Yep, because we used to do that too. Yeah. That was always fun. We can walk. We can DVP walk to each other. It's yes, awesome. Yes, and now that it's like getting like lighter, or, mm-hmm. well, not that we're going to drink early in the morning, but like it's staying lighter later. Yeah, so you it's don't just, have to walk oh, at night. So yeah, nice. I, I wouldn't want to walk at night. I agree. Yeah, because we always like tried to like cut ourselves off, you know, when we would drink together and mm-hmm. record an episode and hang out extra time so that, you know, 
we're okay. And we have husbands that could just drive that pick us up. Out yeah, yeah, yeah. Pick us up. No, we're we're golden. But I literally just walked here this afternoon. It was absolutely beautiful. So super happy. Obviously, it was like super stressful because we we're like we're still living in boxes. Yeah. But we are like largely unloaded. I just solved the case of the missing laundry detergent. <laughs> First of all, we didn't have laundry. We didn't have a washer dryer for a month after we moved. And then we finally we bought one. We had to wait for it to be delivered. So now we can do that. But I was just like, where the hell is our, where's the detergent? I was like, I know I have a massive thing of detergent. Like, where is it? And I'm like searching everywhere. I'm like texting my sister who I was like, I swear she was at her house. Like maybe she brought it over. I asked my husband and he's just like, well, I've never seen it. And I was like, well, you were doing laundry. So you were obviously using the baby's laundry detergent, which is more expensive. Thank you very much. But anyway, I found it today when I was looking where for was it. Uh, it was in a box <laughs> that I, I'm going to throw Sean under the bus. I'm pretty sure it was him who just based on how it's packed. Pretty sure it was him. Although he says it might have been my sister. And I'm like, Okay, well, at any rate, I was looking for my um, my microphone to record today, and I opened this box, and I was like, voila. It was there. There Much it is. Much easier to find than your laundry detergent. It's the DVP gods. Oh, my God. It was crazy. So, yeah, so two major life events. It was a very long labor. Um, it was a very interesting delivery. I, I got a C-section. You know that. I do. It was not planned. I had said that I was open to whatever needed to happen, so I'm like, I'm not mad about it from that perspective, but I am mad about my situations that happened afterwards because I had some pretty bad reactions to things. But what are we, 10 weeks, nine weeks later, nine and a half weeks later, things are resolved. So I wow. think we're... You're looking great. Baby okay. girl Thank is you. beautiful. Thank you. She is. She's beautiful and thriving. She so is. You're doing a great job. She's got. She's got. I. She. I. She, she doesn't look the, like me. But she's got the the like chubby she's, little legs. They're I so know. cute. And I'm like, that's the one thing she inherited from me. She's got the thighs. Oh come on. <laughs> but no, she's uh she's doing really well. And you know we're going working through the whole like sleep situation and like every you know new yeah, parents like yeah. every new mom yeah. And you know you just kind of don't know what day of the week it is or what time it is. Or anything. I can't I can't fathom like going back to work still, but I need to figure that shit out soon. I will say this is the funny so talking about getting mojo back, right? So this is the first time we're like cracking like a really good bottle open together. Yeah. It's technically not the first time we drink together because oh, yes. you came over what, like a week or two after she was, was born. born. That was that was a little bit of a unique situation. It was, but it was also like, I won't lie. Okay, so I'll explain what happened. Sarah came over and we were hanging out in the in the living room and I was like, oh, let's like, I'll open a bottle of wine. Because I really hadn't drank anything. Like right. that was like the first, that was the first wine that I- you were also on medication. Like, I was also on a lot of medication. Yeah, which I think contributed. That and I don't think that I ate. Yeah. At least for several hours prior to. So- we were just sitting there drinking, and I, I probably had like a few sips, and then all of a sudden I was like, nauseous. And then I just bolted for the bathroom. <laughs> I felt for you, girl, because I have been there, and it's oh, the worst feeling. Sarah, I, I kid you not, like the first thought in my mind, I was like, am I never going to be able to drink red wine again? 
What does this mean for the fate of DVP? Like, no. I swear I, mean, I was, was not so worried concerned. about that for a second. Oh my God, I, I was knew so that concerned. You're postpartum, you're on medications that are messing, you know, serious antibiotics, whatever it is. It messes with your GI. And, yeah. you know, it's not eating, you're, you're sleep deprived. There's so yeah. many factors. And, like, it's true. I've been there where, like, you know, alcohol just turns your stomach all of a sudden. And it's like yeah. instantaneous. Instant. And you're just like, oh. And there's nothing you can do. And like you're at the toilet and like good luck. Yep. You know. I remember I ate a whole thing of Ritz cracker, crackers You handled after. it so, you handled it with grace. And you were like, <laughs> you were so good. You were just like, I'm going to go to the bathroom and it's going to be fine. You know, like. And I was like, okay, that's just how it goes. It's okay. Oh, She's going to be fine. I buy. I, I I knew it was not the end of your of your wine life. Well, oh, I'm glad that you you knew it. I, I was did. just seriously in front of the toilet, and I was like, "No, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> this no. can't be." No, um, it was you know, it was just you know a little too much too soon. It was yeah, okay. yeah, but it but that wasn't so technically it wasn't the first time that it had happened either. Because okay. I will admit that I had a couple sips after we moved before I had the baby. And I threw up that day too. And so I was like, I got really concerned it was red wine. Happy to say, clearly, you guys, I haven't run away into the bathroom. Yeah. Uh, we're good to go. Well, you're not on meds and it's been a few more weeks. I've got my drinking mojo back for you know, sure. You've gotten into the swing of things. And I, 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 think, I think your wine life is long. <laughs> it's not good because I have a lot of it. Exactly. <laughs> you do. You do. There's a lot. There's a lot. You know, you can talk about... Tell everyone how you're, you know, moving of the wine. Oh my that gosh. That was a whole thing, right? It was crazy. So I tried to set up our, like two of my wine racks because you know, I still have like twice as much wine at my at parents', parents house yeah. on this huge wine rack. I don't know how we're going to get that here. That's going to take like 20 trips. But I go to set up these wine racks and, you know, baby sleeping, which was great. And I'm setting things up and all of a sudden I was like, my God, I am so hot. And I didn't know if it was because... You know, I'm taking the stairs like up and down and just like doing more activity than I had done for weeks prior, months even. And then I look up and I come to realize I'm literally setting up my wine rack underneath a heat vent oh. that you can't close. And so I was like, oh shit, now I got to move all that. It was really fun setting up my wine rack. I need to drink a lot of wine. I'm here to help. <laughs> We've got all summer. I am. I am. I, I will be your friend, and I will. I will. I will. You know, take that one for the team. <laughs> okay. Thank you. <laughs> well, you're not the only one who moved a wine rack during this time period. Yes, you have been very. You had a lot of stuff going down yeah. in your basement too. So we, because of the whole situation with the world, we decided to, uh, you know, invest kind of, in your home gym. Yeah, like we were like, well, if we're not going to go to the gym. Why not, you know, try and make ourselves a little home gym? Now, we don't have a lot of space, so we did make some space in the basement where we've got, like, a treadmill and a bike, yeah. and uh, Adam bought a squat rack, so that was, like... Oh, yeah, that's right. And thing. you have the mats, too, underneath Yeah, we put right? the mats underneath there, and, mm-hmm. like, so I'm doing the Peloton thing, and it's fun, and all that, but this meant that the wine rack... Wait, you got work. the Peloton bike? No. I okay, Pel- I was going to say... I do the Peloton app, because... Okay. So, I had... The spin bike, mm-hmm. like spin the brand. You yeah. see them in the gyms. And I bought this before the Peloton craze. Yep. You've so, had it for years. Yeah. It's just, it's funny to me because, listen, I've used a Peloton bike. Have you? Yeah. And what are your thoughts? It's fine. 
It's, it's a like bike. any other bike. The TV's attached to it. Like, okay. You still need to purchase the subscription. It's not like shit comes well, preloaded. Well, here's the funny thing. No, like Peloton, please don't like, you know. Oh my God, what are you going to say right now? So if you have a Peloton bike, your subscription's $40 a month. I pay $13 a month and I get the same classes. Wait, why would you pay $40 a month if you can pay $13 a month? I don't know if it's because like the TV on the Peloton like records your oh like like your stats and your everything stats. so it'll keep oh okay. so like you're on the you're on the leaderboard and your stats are going but you could be on the leaderboard so no not really like I'm not I'm on you show me as present but like you can't see like my stats which is fine I don't really care like I, I think you can change that setting though well I don't think there's a way for my bike to communicate oh oh oh. Oh, that's right. That's what am I think? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so basically, like, I still can follow along with the classes perfectly fine. Uh huh. It's just that my stats aren't being recorded, which I'm you're really, also okay with. I don't really care. <laughs> you know, I don't need to be better than ten thousand people. But um, <laughs> you know, the classes I love it. The classes are great. You know. Mm-hmm. So all I do is I put the Peloton on my TV, which is bigger than the TV on the Peloton. Uh huh. And yep. I take the classes on my regular bike. I think that's great. And I have a spin bike too uh-huh. that is like 15 years old. I have no idea how old it is. I need to get back onto the the Peloton app because I was doing that before, and then just being pregnant, I just really wasn't doing well, I, a lot. That'd be really hard to balance. Yeah. I had moved like the handlebar, so yeah. they were completely upright. But yeah, um, I'll I will rejoin you in the Peloton app. But okay. Yeah. But so your home gym, though, basically is now in the space where you used to have your wine mm-hmm. racks. Yeah? Okay, so the problem is, is that I have this huge wine. You've seen it. It's, it holds like 300 bottles. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm jealous. Rack. Oh, and actually our neighbor gave us a mini one, and now that's Adam's wine rack. Have I shown it to you? I don't think so. Oh, I'll have to show you. Uh, so Wait, now, that's Adam's special wine Adam's- rack? He's not allowed to put wine on the other one? Let me just tell you. Oh, <laughs> That he doesn't put wine now on mine, but he, you know, he brews beer. Oh, yeah, that's right. So he, like, put, like, his beer bottles on there. And I was like, I'm sorry. On yours? Yeah. I was like, I'm sorry. Let's talk about you messing up my system. (laughs) And, like, just putting your bottles where you see fit. Like, this is not how this works, dude. Oh, my God. If you've got your own thing, you've got your own thing. How many bottles does his wine rack hold? Probably at least 40. If anybody you know of is is getting rid of like a massive one again, I'll let you know. Let me know. Yeah. Because I can replace my small ones then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we ended up moving it. So the problem is, is that because it's a basement and the floor is not level, you know? Yep. That's that's Yeah. Because floors aren't level in basements. Because if you get water, they need to, it needs to drain, right? Especially so, because our houses have been, were built a long time ago. Okay. Like decades ago. I yeah. think it's like even more so slanted than like recently built homes okay well this so it was very hard to find an area that we could put this wine rack without it tipping over so oh my gosh jv let me just tell you it's behind our furnace right now so can you fit it does fit i'm not worried about temperature because it's not like the heat doesn't oh no no but it fit it fits it's just hard it's hard to get to so like i've got to like wiggle my way behind a squat rack and you like, shimmy yeah shimmy i shimmy through. in there and like i you know so i figured it out the problem is there really wasn't anywhere else for it to go 
oh, maybe we should do a special podcast on like how we organize our wines because oh. I have so many questions about this. Yeah, no, I, I struggle with that. Me too. And the other thing is, is I feel like in this time frame that me and you have not been recording, I have had less wine. You've drank less wine or you've no, purchased less wine? I have less wine. And I think it's because I, for some reason have less like I have a lot of like really good wine that you don't want to open like on a Thursday uh-huh but I just don't have the like I don't have as much like just oh let's just grab this so yeah. I'm trying to stock up on the like let's just grab this let's just grab this yeah good wine like but you know good drinkable I'm, I'm not gonna be more upset casual wine. if you know it's not every drop isn't drank yes yeah. more casual wine so I have a lot of the really good stuff just not as much as the like everyday stuff. So oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I've been trying to stock up a little bit more on. <laughs> yeah, these scrolls are like I'm seeing. I see the reflection okay. in we, my computer. Can we just like sidebar on the scroll thing? I gotta tell you a yeah. story. Okay, is it podcast worthy? It is. So, <laughs> so like a month or two ago, there was a dead squirrel in the middle of the road. Sad, right? Okay. Okay. And I'm like, oh, look I say there are plenty of squirrels in the world. Continue. In the, in the middle of the road. No, I know. Yeah. And there are plenty of squirrels in the world, so. Yeah, so not so sad, but. Not okay. as sad. But, you know, I don't want to look at it. It's, like, in the middle of the street. Sure. In front of our house. Well, my husband loves birds. So he has several bird feeders around yes. the house. Okay. He had one hanging on the tree in front of the street. Yes. Is that the empty chain? Well, it's not yet. It's removed. Okay. So I'm like, oh my gosh, this squirrel, like someone needs to move it, like poor squirrel, whatever. So our neighbor tells us his office faces our house. Uh-huh. And he said, oh my God, did you see that squirrel who was trying to get into the bird feeder and basically plummeted to his death? Shut up. On the street. And I was like, we killed the squirrel. Like, Wait, are you serious? <laughs> yeah. So there used to be a birdhouse. Yeah. And he was trying to get into it? The squirrel was trying to jump into the birdhouse, and he actually plummeted to his death. <laughs> he misjudged that distance. Yeah. So, so yeah, we, uh, we caused squirrel roadkill, hence why the, it's not there anymore. Yeah, that's my squirrel story. Um, I don't really love squirrels. I'm actually. I think they're cute, but they are kind of cute. But I'm also kind of terrified of them because back in college there was a girl. We were studying abroad like two different semesters, and mm-hmm. so like I roomed with this group of girls for like fall. She roomed with them in spring. Uh-huh. So apparently she was walking up the fire escape one day, and on the, one of the landings there was a baby squirrel, and this baby squirrel instead of like running away jumped into her no scrambled around her sweatshirt apparently i don't know if it like went inside the pocket i don't know what happened and then like ran away and she went to get a rabies shot oh my god just just to be on the safe side i, I don't know if she had scratch i assume she would have had scratches otherwise they'd be like we're not going to give you a fucking rabies shot just because just because you just for shits girl. and giggles yeah. yeah but ever since that i'm like I didn't know that squirrels ever felt provoked like that. And so they freaked me out a little bit. Maybe because it was a baby? It's That's possible. Weird. But I thought that was like the weirdest fucking story. Squirrels. Crazy. Squirrels will get you. Um, anyway, I don't know. Yeah, you have a lot of... Uh, Winston, my puppy, goes crazy over the squirrels. He like wants to like catch them 
all the time. Oh, I bet. Yeah. He's such so, a good dog. He is. He has been. A, he has been a good puppy. No, we lucked out because we don't have a barker. No, you don't. Yeah, there's other reasons that we lucked out, temperament wise. Uh huh. Yep. <laughs> From what you've told me. Yeah. Very. I think it is luck. Most of it. Yeah. Based on how you you got him. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a good boy. Anyways, he's watching us because we have food, so he's just staring at us. And now he he's awake. Stare down. Mm-hmm. He was resting before. <laughs> yeah, but the UPS guy decided to ring the bell and ruin our, ruin How our. How dare um, he interrupt us? Yeah, interrupt our podcast and ruin his slumber. So, mm. so what else, Jamie? About your mojo? I mean, like, I just do like, you feel. Do you feel like your mojo's back? Do you feel like I definitely feel more invigorated? Hi. <laughs> Obviously. I've missed Winston and he's missing. He misses you, it looks yes, like. Yes, my friend. <laughs> yes. No, I, I do feel like it's back, especially after having like the past couple months. Like we were just like trying to figure out like life. What was going on. Yeah. yeah. It's good because I don't, I, I would never say that we have a routine at this point. However, I think that we feel a little bit better about when we can do things and you know, you're getting I, into the swing of it. We're getting into the swing of it. Yeah, not a routine, but definitely right. getting into the swing of it. And so... Becoming used to the new addition to the family. Yeah. Again, I just... I'm not even sure about this whole, like, work situation. How the hell am I going to handle that? But that's another bridge to be crossed in the next few weeks. I feel a lot better. And I know trying to think about when we can record and all that stuff, like, I just feel better about it, better about drinking. My brain is coming out of this fog a little bit. So you're just, you're, you're coming back to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. It's like how still I got a groove back. Like Jamie's yeah. getting her mojo back. But now you have this beautiful baby. Yeah. I have this wonderful addition and she's hilarious and just really cute. And again, she has, she screams. Don't get me wrong. She screams. A like lot. all babies do, all babies scream. Exactly, right? you can't exactly. get around it. I mean, anybody yeah. who thinks that their baby is not going to have a personality and not going to like go ape shit over stuff, yeah. you're crazy. Yeah, but she still has like the sweetest scream, which so sounds even, ridiculous. No, it's because she's your baby, and like I can tolerate it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like a genetic thing, right? Maybe. Not even a genetic thing. I think it's just like a mom thing. Yeah. We have to love our baby's sounds so we help it flourish. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, can we assess this wine again? Yeah. Now, I'm going to say we've obviously been drinking. We have Almost. gone through a good amount of the bottle. Yeah. Uh, this is a good return to mm-hmm. DBP. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I totally agree. Okay, but I but the other thing is that as time has gone on, you know, it's we've been we've been drinking, we've up. been pouring a little yeah. bit more as we go. We, you know, it definitely has opened up, and I think it's become a little bit richer because at the first taste, I did really feel like it was like acidity, like pounding a little bit. Definitely still had that lingering finish and the pepperiness uh, and tannins in the mouth after you know kind of swishing around. But I really think that this has become a much more integrated wine. I still get the pepper. I do think the fruits have gotten a little bit darker on the nose say, and on the palate. It's a lot less fruitier. It's become more, I think, like Rhone style in the sense mm. that like there's a lot like less fruit and more. it's more savory even now. Yeah. And I don't think that's because of food or anything because mm. like I said before, we just are noshing on small things. There's still pepper, but it's actually not as prominent. 
It's so good. It is really good. So I feel like it was good when we opened it. Yeah. And it's still good. It's just, it's just transforming. It's evolved a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is, it's a growing living thing. It's yeah. grapes. It's, it's oxygen. Produce. It kind of incorporates into yeah. the wine. It's transforms and it's a different thing. So yeah, I totally agree. It is good. Did we say, no, this is 14.2% ABV. Mm. So it's a good thing you're walking home is what It's a good saying. thing I'm walking. <laughs> for sure. Well, I, I told you, I got a little tipsy at brunch yesterday. So I definitely know that that can still happen. That's a good thing, right? <laughs> to be able to kind of get a little tipsy and it not take like five glasses of wine. That's yeah. So the, to- the I need to rebuild the tolerance. Yeah. 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 No, it's great. So uh, speaking of which, I'm going to be posting some of these pics of us at Span Vineyards back mm-hmm. on Instagram. And I do love this picture of you getting your mojo back with the Austin Powers cutout. Oh. <laughs> so it was awesome that they had an Austin Powers cutout. With the bottle of mojo. At the winery, mm-hmm. yeah. Imprinted on so it. So cool. So this is like life-size Austin Powers too. It is. He's taller than you. Although, let me ask you this. As I found this picture, I was like, why am I scrunching down? Why am I be- hunched forward? Austin Powers is bent forward. That's true. So I'm just so leaning into him. So you're matching his... I'm Sheryl Sandberging leaning mm-hmm. into him. Okay. All right. All you're right. matching his, uh, you know, his stance there. <laughs> She's so funny. Uh, That's what I think. That was great. And we got a picture with... Um, with Peter. With Peter. You know, I'm just trying to check out my outfit. It's cute. Yeah, I I was I'm looking at your out shoes the rain and I was like, oh. because I forgot that that day it was like, remember, it rained it, the entire day. It rained while we were specifically while we were at Peter Sellers too, which is when we were like actually like out in little vineyards. In the vineyards. Oh, that's right. They like rained. It was they were like we haven't had rain and I don't know how long because you know it barely rains in California. Yeah. And of course, it was like the day we were there, it like monsooned almost, like the entire day. But which is kind of fine for the little vineyards and for um, Span, but for Peter Sellers, like there, I don't remember there being a ton of places to sit. Like no. it was like standing room only on well, the crush pad, basically. Even for little vineyards, they had this huge outdoor patio yeah. that like you were supposed to hang out in, and we ended up stuck in this like small little room. But it was still cute and fun. Yeah. Well, I mean, all of it was still fine. I know. But I was like, oh, yes, the rain jacket. I forgot. I am also wearing your rain jacket. That's true. Because I... remember, mine wouldn't fit over my cast. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was glad uh, I brought an extra. The crazy shit that happened two years ago. I know. I know. So. Sorry. I'm going to come back to the wine, though, one more time. I'm just practicing because it's been so long. Yeah. So on the nose, I feel like we're getting more blackberry, blueberry, the darker fruits, a little bit of that pepperiness going through. It's very fragrant. I was going to say, say, are you getting a little floral on the nose? I'm not very sure. Very slight. I mean, a little bit of violet, little violet maybe. Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm getting. I'm a tiny bit. Just like a hint, and then it's new. It does. It does kind of go and like piggyback off. I guess you can actually get it like a bit on the the taste. Like in, if you let it, if you take a sip. You let it just kind of linger. I think you can kind of pick it up like almost in your nasal passages, mm-hmm. which sounds weird. I would call this, meh, I wouldn't say it's totally full-bodied. I call it medium plus, like medium to full. I agree. It's not quite medium. It's 
bigger, bolder than that, but we're not quite at like the voluptuous yeah. thing in your mouth. I think it really has a nice peppery finish that just lingers and it's Jamie, I, I do think that your mojo's back because I think you're spot on. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Good to know I haven't lost it completely. No, not at all. I think you're spot oh, on. So I think nice. everything you said takes makes total sense and like... The fact that it's been a while, I mean, hey, more props to you and Thanks. your palate. Thanks. Yeah. Baby didn't steer me wrong. No. No. Maybe uh, she made maybe she made your palate better. I they say that moms have superpower senses there and stuff go. like that. We'll see. Exactly. So anyway, well, thanks for sharing. I'm so glad that we got a chance to open up this bottle from our trip too. together. And I'm so glad you're back. And I'm thanks. so glad we're back. And um, and that we live within walking distance. Like legit walking distance. Legit, yeah. We kind of were in walking distance before. You walked at my house one time. <laughs> I was like sweating. It was like, it took like over an hour. But it was, it was also like, because, wasn't there like a parade or some shit? Yeah, it was like 4th of July. Yeah. There was like a parade. It was like 80 degrees. It took me like two hours. No, I'm not, not two hours, but it took me a It while. took a long time. Didn't yeah. I drive? I think I drove you back. Yeah, I was like sweating. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is legit walking and, distance. And Sarah doesn't sweat. I'm like you normally sweater. don't sweat no, like that. No, but uh, I was sweating and it was like, and I had, I think I had wine with me too. I oh think my you God. did. Oh my God. What was I thinking? Yeah. My backpack was heavy mm-hmm. coming over here. I won't lie. Yeah. And that's a much shorter walk. So um, yes, no, but you're legit like a 10 minute walk now. So this is like something we it's can. It's very nice. It's very nice. Yeah. So, well, I would like to say welcome to the neighborhood and welcome back. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, Thanks for welcome. holding out for me. Oh, always. Always. <laughs> All right. All well, right. cheers, my friend. Cheers, guys. Catch you next time. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform to help spread the DBP word. Check out our website and blog at dbpcheers.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at dbpcheers or on the Drunk Bitches Podcast Facebook page. We'd love to hear from you, so send your questions, comments, and fun wine or topic ideas to dbpcheers at gmail.com. Until next time. Cheers Cheers from from the the girls of DBP. DBP.